Uh, welcome to So Floor Podcast, where we dive in the lyrics and lore of our Lord and Savior, Dr. Taylor Allison Swift. You gonna say your name? Oh my God, I got it messed up. Yeah. Oh, no. Scoreboard, <laughs> cat 100, Abby 2. <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious. We're closing the gap. We're closing okay, the gap, okay, kids. Okay. <laughs> Abby and Kat were born in 1997 and became best friends when they were six. Grew up together and started a band and bonded over music ever since. 20 years later, they are all grown up and spend their free time analyzing lyrics. Now here they are talking all about their Lord and Savior, Dr. Taylor Allison Swift. Taylor, if you're listening, we love you. <laughs> hey. Hey everyone, cat got ba- bangs. I almost said banged. <laughs> I, I was making a lot of banged jokes unironically before. I just got bangs like an hour ago. So if I uh, keep touching my forehead, it's because I'm overstimulated. That's a big reason why I'm not sure I can handle the bang. Anyways, hi. <laughs> Welcome to Swift Lore Podcast, where we dive into the lyrics and lore of our Lord and Savior, Dr. Taylor Allison Swift. Absolutely, that's why we're here. Why can't I do that today? <laughs> Is that not why we're here? <laughs> what was I made for? I'm only physically here. I think that's the problem. That's so real. That's why I got bangs. <laughs> anyway, that's Kat and I'm Abby. And we're doing great. You, know, you made up for it. Um, I wrote Stole my line. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, today we're doing math. No, we're not. <laughs> Gross. Swifty math. It's just songs with number titles. It's really funny that I say gross at math, considering I used to be a math instructor, but that's You fine. tutored me in math. Oh my God, I forgot. <laughs> you forgot tutored about me that. in math for Demi Lovato ticket. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I forgot that that was the reward. It wow. was more like it was going to happen anyways, but like it was like a fake incentive because you would have come either way. <laughs> That is actually so iconic of us, and I forgot that it happened. Or maybe you would have come to Cleveland with us, but you would just would have had to sit in the hotel room. <laughs> sit there by myself. Well, I had to think about Demi what I've done. neon lights tour with, like, my dad. <laughs> and Jake Paul. <laughs> Fucking Jake Paul. We had better seats than him. Get fucked, Jake Paul. <laughs> he was sitting right behind us, though. Wow. <laughs> so. So today, I am covering 22. I'm covering 15. So. We're same, covering, same, same vibe. It, we're covering 22. It's <laughs> like, yeah, sure. Oh, I'm uh, bleeding. Oh, my God. Me. My dog is getting groomed this weekend because her nails are really long and I hate cutting them. Cat is I, for, she, for real I, told, I went, guess who's coming over? And then she looked at all the podcast stuff set up and looked at me and did a running jump at me and then used me as a springboard to run at the door. And then when I went over to try to pull her back so Abby could come in, she did another run at both of us she did she got me right in the thigh but i'm wearing pants so i'll find out if i'm bleeding later (laughs) womanhood (laughs) um okay we're choosing we're doing 22 because it's our 22nd episode so i hope that you're feeling 22 i don't know about you i'm feeling 22 so yay us 22 episodes that's 22 of them I wrote down three things that I figured we should cover before we should cover the songs. Oh, yeah. First thing, number one, our man Joe, take this over. Oh, yeah. Joe, <laughs> Joe Keery, DJO Joe. Um, End of Beginnings is trending right now on TikTok, which I am obsessed with because that's probably my favorite song off of Decide. And there's a trend that's like, if I won the lottery, like, you wouldn't know, but there would be signs. And fucking Taylor Nation posted... A like 
screenshot whatever from like the anti-hero music video with that as the caption and they also put it in their story and i was like why are they putting easter eggs for for something that we might be doing <laughs> they're because they listen to swift lore <laughs> i taylor nation which also okay another thing is oh that taylor nation gosh. was revealed to literally be scott swift himself partially <laughs> because these two um girls chat reacts got they went to one of the shows in melbourne and then um the second night they were invited back by Taylor Nation and then they asked like, oh, hey, who are we talking to on the Taylor Nation account? And they're like, oh, probably Scott. And it's like, Scott Swift? <laughs> Half the DNA of Taylor Swift? <laughs> I just love the concept of a dad being defined as half the DNA of the daughter. Wow. I mean, she's the cool one. He's, he's great too. He's great too. Scott invites to the shows. <laughs> um... Yeah, they got this really nice uh, letter from Taylor, which means that we have a chance. We're manifesting it now. Um, I feel like my odds of Taylor Swift knowing that we exist yeah. have gone up exponentially. And you guys know that we talk about Joe a lot. We try to we try to slip it in as much as possible. Uh, and now it's on the Swifty radar. No. And I'd like to take credit for that. We'd like to take credit for that. I Abby Abby takes main credit. I'm like the little footnote. <laughs> Um, it's one of those things where I showed you the album and then you became more obsessed with it than I ever have. I listened to literally nothing else for two full weeks straight in December. Um, I was in a weird place mentally. <laughs> the last year was a lot of Joe for me as well. I mean, he was the, we already talked about this at like the, the, uh, Spotify wrapped episode, but. And also in our, uh, Dear John and would have, could have, should have episode because we had just driven back from Albany and listened to Decide yes. on Repeat for three straight hours. <laughs> uh, that's Dear John spelled uh, D-J-O-H-N. Dear John, no! It's like the Jonas Brothers all over again. Well, that's a meme. We got one. Oh, by the way, I haven't made the memes yet for the last week or slash this week, whatever you want to call it. Time. I don't have it. <laughs> I don't it's, have time. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll meme it up. But if also, um, because we've got such amazing listeners who occasionally reach out to us and tell us really wonderful things, if you guys ever are inspired and have a meme idea, you can send it our way. Send a meme. It'll probably go in the meme dump. We just, we just be dumping memes. Because I don't have time to make the memes as much anymore. And uh, they're fun, though. They are fun. They are fun. But you can tell some weeks when it's just like the effort that I put in is not there. <laughs> I did want to bring up a couple of things uh, also. I did the mashup that I mentioned in the Back to December episode. Posted. Yes, it, it's on our TikTok and on our Instagram. Yeah, story. although it was on the story. It won't be by the time you guys see this. but Maybe we'll make it a little highlight. Maybe. I, I was really proud of it. It's a very rough recording. I have like a full version that I did not post, but if people actually enjoy it, then maybe I'll do a better recording. I enjoyed it. <laughs> so did friend of the podcast, Sylvia, because I sent it to her first and I was like, "Is did I do something? <laughs> and so did friend of the podcast, Gabby, because she just like heart reacted to our story a bunch of times. Oh, friend of the podcast, Gabby. I love your work. Friend of the podcast, uh, Annika, Anika, Annika. I don't know how to say your name. But they sent us really nice messages, too, about our podcast. And, and and our bestie, Sarah, who we've been, like, she's followed us for a while. And she was super bummed because she didn't get tickets to Sydney. And then she got tickets to the last night of Sydney. Yay! Which, when this comes out, it'll already be over. Hope the show is good, Sarah. <laughs> Sarah, let us know. We're <laughs> so time, nosy. We can say we know you're listening. We know. <laughs> All of the times where we're just like, you know, uh, 
John Green, I know you're listening. Taylor Swift, I know you're listening. But like sometimes we know that people are actually listening. This is the week she stops listening. (laughs) (laughs) She actually said, nah, I'm good. Um, so oh, also on our Instagram, I'm going to create highlights on our Instagram that show, um, who's who, because we got an Instagram comment asking like, who is who? We, I don't know. Which like valid. Yeah. Because I guess our voices sound the same to people who, um, aren't us. You want to go first or do you want me to go first? Um, I think we should end on a fun note. So I can go first. 15. <laughs> I'm not emotionally prepared for this. You know, Here's the thing. You shouldn't be. <laughs> you, I, you should be as scared as you are. I just have my cry log open. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, <laughs> this was such a wild one for me to, to cover uh, for reasons that I will, you know, clearly get into since I am covering the song. Um, but it's a doozy. Also, no, wait, never mind. I'll, <laughs> I'll play it out later. Okay. Yeah, my arm hurts. Oh no! I'm icing my scratch for my dog with a diet coke. This is what it's like to be 26. <laughs> and now on to when you're 15. Uh, things don't get TBT. better, folks. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They just get. Hey, different. I love my dog, and I love my diet coke. <laughs> That's true. So you win some, you lose some. Oh goodness! Wow. Um. So. 15 is the second track from Taylor's second studio album, Fearless, and also the second track on Fearless TV. Um, also, Back to December, which is the last song that I covered, was the third track on the third album. Oh, I'm doing the, first, the second track on the second album, so it's not really a pattern yet. We'll see what I do next week. <laughs> Who's to say? Because I just good? like, yeah, I just, I just died for a moment. <laughs> oh, okay, whatever. <coughs> wow, okay. I just died in your arms tonight. Um, it was released. <laughs> we're just gonna. Are we gonna Spears gonna... started crying. She was like, "That was not good." <laughs> I was like, "Are we gonna acknowledge our random eighties moment?" Or <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so it was released November eleventh, two thousand eight. She really does love November, and it's the longest song on the standard edition and the second longest on the re-release after Untouchable. Wow. This song is about Taylor's freshman year of high school and all of the trials and tribulations that comes with it, and. I, so when this song came out, we were in like sixth grade and I was like, in my brain, I was like, you're 14 when you're a freshman in high school. So I was like, well, if she's 15, she must be in college. (laughs) Like, this is a genuine thing that I thought for several years because I just could not conceptualize her being 15 as a freshman in high school because I knew I wouldn't be 15. For most of my freshman year of high school. The biggest example of girl math. I <laughs> like, like genuinely, I, I want you to know how stupid I was in the sixth grade. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. I feel like these episodes are just getting more wild and unhinged, but it be like that. Sometimes. It's a nighttime recording. That's, if in. you couldn't tell, it's a, it's a night recording. Yeah, because my schedule, like I'm in grad school and I have an internship and I'm very busy and this is like the only time we can do it. So this is the energy that and I got bangs so that you can infer <laughs> about that what you will <laughs> okay <clears throat> so Taylor said that she just decided that I should just read the quote I just decided I really wanted to tell that story about our first year of high school because I felt in my freshman year I grew up more than any year in my life so far it definitely does begin a point where you grow a lot each year yeah, because I feel like once you hit high school and, like, the older kids are, like, 
closer to being adults. Like mm-hmm. seniors in high school aren't adults, but like they're more they'll expose freshmen to stuff. Because like when I was a freshman in high school, I was on like swim team and stuff with the seniors, and like they're always you know influencing you even if they don't talk to you. Yeah, yeah, it's uh. It's such a time when you're a freshman and you look at the seniors and you're like, they are so much bigger than I, and like they are, but it's and only three when years. When you're a senior, you look at the freshman and you're like, oh my God, were we that small and annoying? Yes, <laughs> yes you were. Absolutely. Just so you know, you were. Uh, this song features Abigail, Taylor's best friend, who she is still friends with. Mm-hmm. Abigail did good. Did, did, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she did. For sure. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Abigail did give consent to have the song released taylor basically played it for her and she said that you should really release this because i think it'll be beneficial to other people even though it is a very personal song that uses abigail's actual name and they both appeared as themselves in the music video abigail and taylor i just like because in the like road to fearless documentary the tv straight to tv doc Mm -hmm. um abigail's interviewed and she says like if one girl is helped are you going to say that next? I have that quote. <laughs> I thought I thought that was the end of your quote from Abigail. And I was like, I have this quote lives rent free in my mind. No, it's uh, if one girl can kind of learn from it or connect to a song like that, it's totally worth it. Oh, which is. Yeah, that's the, that's the beauty of Taylor's music is that it can really resonate with with people all over the world at different periods of their life. Taylor said that she cried recording this song and in the hidden message in the liner notes, was I cried while recording this. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I what a Yeah, that makes sense. I cry while listening to this sometimes. So I'm just like Taylor for real. Yeah, this is this this came out during the era of my life where before school every morning I was watching VH1 and the music mm. videos. Oh my god. And the music video for this is so 2008. Yes. It's got like the the <laughs> graphics over Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, hit the mic. It's got the graphics. It's got the like random structures in the middle of a field mm-hmm. to be kind of whimsical. It's uh, I think it achi- achieved whimsy. It definitely achieved whimsy, and it, it's something. And then that it was like, haha, isn't this whimsical and fun? Give me your heart. I'm gonna step on <laughs> Depression. it. Depression. Give me, give me. <laughs> yeah, for real. It it literally never left my head. Um, where mm. I was when the song came out is I was watching music videos on VH1. I was, <laughs> I was in. Middle school, we I was were sixth in grade. sixth grade, yeah, yeah. So that was nothing. That was a nothing time of life. But fifteen, <laughs> whoa! <laughs> I've already mentioned on the pod that puberty hit me when I was fifteen. So let's start there. You know what else hit me at fifteen? Clinical depression. <laughs> <laughs> Same correlation. Yeah, probably. I fifteen is when I was so depressed that I made a little pillow fort out of my bed. It was like I took this like king size blanket and I had like a painting hanging over my bed. So I took the painting down and then I tied string to the blanket and like put it on the picture hanging hooks and then had it draped over my bed. It was iconic. And then I would just sit in there and like go on Tumblr and be depressed. And then I learned how to play guitar in that weird little oh, depression. I also so- I like I had fairy lights in there. Like it was a whole it vibe. Was, I wanted but that it was bedroom. Also, um, just so that I did not have to face the outside world. <laughs> That's what happens. That's what it's like. I mean, it's funny. I overshare a lot in these notes. Just be warned. Um, but like, even though my experience was so different at 15 than Taylor's was, like I wasn't dating anyone. My friends weren't really dating anyone either. No, we were all Dorks. very single. <laughs> Dork's affectionate. Um, 
Yeah, I don't really have any friends who dated until like later in high school. Yeah. And even then it was like not that deep. Completely accidental. I do know that I had one friend that what if that I told you none of it. <laughs> Sorry, you said accidental. I had to do it. No, I get um, that. I really get that. Um, this is part of the overshare, and I, you know, it's not it's not great of me. But at the time when I was fifteen, I really like kind of shamed the the people that were dating. Like I I didn't understand it. My little asexual brain. Oh my god! Did I ever shame? Um, there was somebody that I was friends with. And her and her boyfriend sat with me and another friend at lunch every day. And I, in my little gay brain, was like, I have a crush on him because he's unattainable and therefore safe. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want me to say who it is? <laughs> I, it oh, out. I know. You know. <laughs> um, and, like, they would just make out for the entire lunch period some days. Like, mm-hmm. 40 minutes of sitting in the lunch, like, a crowded cafeteria and just making out. And then he cheated with on her with her friend, and then they got married. Yeah, I, you know what? I think you've told variations of the story of this every couple. time. <laughs> every time, I'm just like, there's there's kind of no, enough think, identifying information for them to really know. not. But anyways, that's that's who I saw dating at 15. I did not bring this journal entry with me this time, but it is ingrained in my brain. When I was a freshman in high school, someone. Uh, I found out that she was like, you know, doing stuff. And I wrote in my journal, I was appalled. I was literally like, <laughs> Did I, you write, I am appalled? Oh, Did God, I, I wish. I, I wrote, wish. Cat, I, this journal entry haunts me. It is some of the most, like, I am trying to insult this person so much, but I can't. I just don't know. I have not, no ground to stand on. Better than revenge, but. <laughs> Abby's version, really Abby's version, and I, I distinctly remember one part where there's just like a teardrop that smudged some of the writing, and then I just wrote the margin, sorry for the tear. <laughs> I was like so heated about it. <laughs> so anyway, that's what being fifteen is like. <laughs> um, critics liked it. This liked it. They liked it. They liked it. <laughs> A critic named Jody Rosen said the song had confessions that are squirmingly intimate and true. And I agree. But also, like, there's no excuse to w- use the word squirmingly. <laughs> Full offense. Take it out of the vocab, Jody. Just remove it. Retract it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Very sad side note. <laughs> My inability to read is still going strong. Okay. Because it, it, you, in <laughs> the one episode where I talked about Greenblatt, and you were like, ah, couplets, ah, Shakespeare. Yeah, it wasn't Greenblatt. It was Greenbelt. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. Greenbelt. I can't read. I don't have any fun references for that. <laughs> Who wears a green belt? Am I right? She wears green belt. I say squirmingly. <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyway. So I, I uh, sorry that I can't read, but there you go. Um, reading, who does that? Who, reading comprehension never could be me. Just pan over to my like overstuffed <laughs> okay. bookshelf. The one thing that I fully unpacked is my bookshelves. Like everything else is chaos, <laughs> but my bookshelves look perfect. As well, you should. That uh, that is your duty. Um, there were some critics, specifically like more feminist critics, that call this a sex negative song. It's not sex negative. It's saying that like. Bleh. No, that's such an oversimplification of this song. Agreed. Uh, that's not the vibe I get. I think it's a, a real thing that happens. Yeah, because part of being sex positive is being 
like giving people the tools to understand when they would be interested in sex and when they wouldn't be. And this mm-hmm. song is just saying like she clearly felt pressured into doing this and then it had a negative effect and then she felt used. Like that's just a thing that happens. Mm-hmm. That doesn't if it was like her being like, I had sex once and then I died, like that would be <laughs> sex negative. Yes. Uh it's it's to quote Crazy Ex Girlfriend, the situation is a lot more nuanced than that. <laughs> Um, the music video was directed by Roman White, who he also did uh, You Belong With Me. And it, I already mentioned it has Taylor and Abigail starring as themselves. Very sweet. Performances. Uh, at the 51st Grammy Awards, it was a duet with Miley Cyrus. I didn't know that. Wild. That is wild. Kind of love that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was on the Fearless Tour, the Speak Now Tour. It was performed on select dates of the 1989 tour, Instead of You Are In Love. It was, uh, imagine expecting you're in love and then 15 (laughs) plays. That's rude. (laughs) That would be like, I would be just on the ground. Like you are in love is so cute. It makes me cry, but this would just be a different. Oh yeah. It was also on the reputation tour in London for her 15th show instead of all too well. I would be bummed if if (laughs) all too well got cut. Yeah. Yeah. Me, every time Taylor changes her set list, how could she do that? <laughs> and it was also... <laughs> and then I'm like, no, let her do what she wants, but not if it impacts me. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was also the surprise song on night two in Nashville on the Eras tour. More on that later. Um, this is kind of an interesting thing I didn't know about. So Taylor partnered with Electronics Reseller Best Buy <laughs> for Out 15, a program that allows teens to help decide how Best Buy's best... I can't speak English or read or basically do anything. Um, this was a charity thing <laughs> for charity. She taped a public service announcement called teen service announcement by Best Buy uh, for this charity. It was shown at each North American stop of the fearless tour um, at 15 different stops at 15 donated 40 concert tickets and a guitar autographed by Taylor to local teen focused charity groups. Oh yeah. That's really sweet. It's really sweet. I love all the charity work she does. And now we get into the lyrical breakdown. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Got your spreadsheet ready? Let's go. Let's go, girls. <laughs> but then like in a minor key, like... That was not even close to the sound. I, I am shocked and appalled <laughs> at how little resemblance that had to the song. Well, yeah, it's because the song, that song is such a bop, and I was going for more of a sad vibe. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna. My, was not playing it either. My next cover is gonna be a melodramatic minor key version of uh, what's it even called? Man, I feel, feel like a woman. woman. Okay, thank you, thank bow, you. Bow, I was bow, like, it's not. Bow, let's bow, go, girls. Bow. And I know the, I know the hook. I know the little thing. The like, I know it. Okay, we all know it. We're born knowing it. We we're born singing it. That's how you know that you're a girl. <laughs> Do you vibe to this or not? Do you vibe or not? <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Lyrical breakdown. Whew. It starts with you take a deep breath and you walk through the doors. It's the morning of your very first day. Um, she's entering a whole new world. She set the scene right away. So good. As she usually does. So in the eighth grade, I moved to a different middle school and I left all my friends. I went to the eighth grade. I was bullied. (laughs) But I remember my first day walking in and just that feeling of entering a new world. And then 10 weeks into my freshman year, moving back to my original school, 
seeing all my friends again, which is the next line. You say hi to your friends you ain't seen in a while. We had Spanish together. It was great. Oh my gosh, we did. And we made a whole project. Oh my way, this project, it was about, it was supposed to be about like future, like it was a future and past tense thing. So we had to make a scrapbook. I think you have it maybe. It should be somewhere. It was when I was in my photo era. It I was fun. It was cute. DSLR. It's just, that's what this song reminds me of is that period of yeah. my life. All the moving, all the nervousness, even like the bullying, the, just all of it. It's a really hard, hard time. So you say hi to your friends you ain't seen in a while. Try and stay out of everybody's way. Um, mood. <laughs> I literally wrote mood. <laughs> so I just wanted to be invisible. No one look at me. No one perceive me. I'm kind of still like that. <laughs> that's that's so real. As I'm like, I am put myself on the internet now. This is so out of character but this for is, me. This is, it's controlled. It is controlled. I get to edit it, which is nice, I suppose. It's your freshman year, and now you're going to be here for the next four years in this town. It's definitely about college. <laughs> like, I can't believe how fucking stupid I was. Like, I know that I was 11, but come on, girl. You were a kid. Stupid one. <laughs> <laughs> but it is very much given, like, if you don't like it, too bad. <laughs> this is it. This is For four years. You have to go through the public education system. Even though it sucks a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, hoping one of those senior boys will wink at you and say, you know, I haven't seen you around before. Um, it's such a 15-year-old girl thing to daydream. Oh, man. I mean, the amount of times I just wanted someone to notice me. <laughs> Literally. I still, I recently remembered this one time that like I was going to my locker and I dropped, like I hit something and like I dropped all of my stuff. I was holding like a bunch of things and this random boy that I had never seen before in my life and I never saw again (laughs) appeared, helped me pick everything up and like handed it to me. And I was just like, thank you. And he didn't say anything. And then he just went (gasps) and I never saw him ever again. And I thought about him for like months. Have you considered that maybe he was a ghost? I feel like he had to have been because I literally never saw him again. And I was looking for him. Wow. You had your little uh, fanfic But I can't moment. remember what he looked like because I don't cute. process men. <laughs> like men's appearances. He was just, just a dude. It was like a guy. He was, was tallish. He, he helped me one time. So it's cool. Uh, that's so funny. I, I don't know. I had so many crushes that I don't even have a story to hone in on. But just this is so relatable. Um, then we get into the chorus. Because when you're 15 and somebody tells you they love you, you're going to believe them. Ow. Okay. What? You can't just make the jump from getting ready for my first day. I'm walking in. I'm hoping and And depression. Love is a lie. (laughs) Like what? Like a little hits different connection. Oh my, love is a lie. Oh. Um, This is just a doozy of a line to jump right into. Because when you're 15, you have yet to learn that people can lie. That, And I also think, though, that the jump from, like, the lightheartedness of the verse to this, like, mm. intense chorus is also what it's like to be 15. Because mm. you have those, like, super high highs and those super low lows because you just are so many new things are happening and you don't have, like, the ability to regulate yourself yet. Yeah, and I, I think the way that this story is told is really interesting because it does so flash forward to what you, she's going to learn through this process and the second verse goes back into mm-hmm. the beginning of the story. And it's how like it she's like this omniscient narrator that's just like... It's very foreboding. You're 15. <laughs> you think people love you. Ooh. It's, yeah, it's like, it's rough, bro. It's rough. Um, 
And we've talked a lot about Taylor growing up and being a teenager and these hard lessons that she learns and, and learning that like good people can be taken advantage of even if they're good. And yeah. it's, it's rough. Because 15, Why that's so young. Why would you go and break a perfectly good heart? Mm. It's off debut. Yeah. That's why I don't recognize it. I know. That's why I clarified. Because <laughs> I knew you weren't going to know it off the tip of the tongue. I, don't, I think we've covered one debut song. It was our song. Right. And that's going to be the time where I have to, like, I'll be listening to debut pretty much for the first time. So. When debut TV comes out, yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, exciting, I think. I'm going to regress. <laughs> I'm probably not going to like it. So it'll be an interesting era of the pod. That's true. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. You might uh, be forced to like it. That's true. I might be. You'll just threaten It'll me grow on until you. I like or it. Or else. <laughs> I'll, lose, liking I'll lose work. my Swifty card. So I guess I got to get on it. Um, okay. When you're 15, feeling like there's nothing to figure out. Um. <laughs> Think you have your shit. You're like, I know what I want to do with my life. It's how can a person know everything at 18? Except it's 15. Because no. y- you don't even know what you need to know. Yeah. You forget what you've forgotten. Yeah. You're just in like a blissful state where the world is about to literally end. <laughs> and you don't even know. We were 15 in the 2012 when there was that whole thing about the Mayan calendar ending. I remember specifically because, as I keep mentioning, I, I got my first period. Literally, <laughs> the day the world was supposed to end. <laughs> It was an Easter egg. You're going to birth the Antichrist. <laughs> and I was just like, what does it mean? What does it mean, world? What does it mean? What does it mean? I also have that journal entry. <laughs> I have a journal entry about it. Uh, what a rough time of life. <laughs> There's so many tangents for this. Whew, okay. Uh, count to 10. Take it in. I don't have much to say about that. It's just, I just like how she's taking a moment to appreciate what she has before she loses it. Memorize what it sounds like when your dad got Get home. Get out of here. Get out no, of your this own is my home. house. <laughs> this All is right. my house. I make Bye. the rules. It's been real, everyone. Okay, see you later. No crispy high five for the road? <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is life before you know who you're going to be. I don't think I ever appreciated that line as much as I need to. Because, like, 15 is really, I feel like, the last time that you're just, like, like, people start asking you about, like, what you want to do when you grow up. But, like, it doesn't really get serious until you're, like, 16, mm-hmm. 17, like, starting to look at colleges and stuff. When you're 15, you're just, like, you're just there. And you're seeing all this stuff that exists, but no one's putting pressure on you to think about it yet. Yeah, I, I'm going to be referencing this journal a lot because I, I did it in like freshman and sophomore year when I was 14, 15. I my journals from back then. Oh, I have our yearbook. Oh man. <laughs> Maybe later. I have all of them. Oh man. Okay. Well, from middle school through high school. I think we're going to have to crack into that in a minute. But first I'll say that one of the f- funnier entries in a very just hot mess of a journal is one of the first entries where I'm 14. I'm talking about my first day at this school that I returned to 10 weeks into my freshman year. And I say, I know for a fact that I'm never gonna. And then I list like 10 things that I've done now. <laughs> What was it? Like, give an example. Okay, so, like, one of them was, like, I'm a good person. I don't have tattoos. I don't, like, like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's, that's, that's where I was at mentally. You don't know. You don't know you don't anything. You put a bumper sticker on a Bentley. <laughs> yeah, like, I, you don't know One of my favorite YouTubers, um, Ava Jules, she 
she used to like literally say like you don't put bumper sticker on a bentley and now she's got like a whole bunch of like random little tattoos because she was just like actually that was a stupid mentality and i'm having fun now right like you don't you don't know who you're gonna be you just don't know and you know if if she knew who i was now i wonder what she think i think she'd be proud that's a very existential thing to just randomly drop i in. think she would but it's an existential song I think our 15-year-old selves would think we we're cool, but also mine would be like, why the fuck aren't you a musician? 15-year-old <laughs> me would also be like, why the fuck did you get bangs again? <laughs> I got awful bangs when I was 13. These bangs are a vast improvement. They are. Yeah. Uh, they're banging, as some might say. We get into the first chorus. Uh, you sit in class next to a redhead named Abigail. I just wrote, hey. 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 That's me. Abby was like trying to decide which song to do for, because I was like, I'll do 22. And then she was like, what song should I do? And I was like, well, you got to cover 15 while you're a redhead. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. And we did, I did sit in class next to you freshman year and we like, like oh, we were Spanish. still friends. We were still friends, but I feel like we weren't really that close when you went to your other school. Mm-hmm. So I felt like we became like best friends again. Oh, definitely. Spanish. Definitely. Well, when you're that age, it's hard to keep in touch with people, especially it was the age before like everyone had a smartphone. So it was much more difficult and to keep too. in touch. Yeah. Yeah. I was fancy because I had the one that flipped up and it was a manual little <laughs> keyboard. <laughs> Wow, the times. The um, times. Soon enough, you're best friends. Aw. <laughs> Hit the whip for the viewers at home, the listeners <laughs> at home. Um, I did have red hair in my freshman year as well. I also had you little did. pink streaks and a little feather. Oh my gosh, I forgot about the feather. That's the time. That was feather I time. wanted a feather so bad, my mom would not let me do it. I let that feather cling into my hair for so long that we had a guy, his name's Michael. I, he's not listening. <laughs> he... Constantly was just like, I'm going to cut that thing out of your head. <laughs> I'm obsessed with that. Uh, love that for him. And he was correct in saying that. <laughs> Laughing at the other girls who think they're so cool. We did this. Did we? I did. <laughs> I, I think I just I'm wanted just to be them. You into it. Or maybe I had a crush on them. Or all of the above. I think I made fun of them because I was very much like a hipster, like want to mm. be different, not like other girls girl the thing is i thought cat was so, i still think cat's cooler than me but like all all growing up i was like cat has better fashion cat has better taste in music cat knows what's up i just listened to taylor swift <laughs> it's not true um yeah i just always i always thought you were the cool friend and i was the little dork <laughs> off to the side <laughs> that's ridiculous because i thought that about you <laughs> get out get out of here get out anyway uh we're all dumb when we're 15 <laughs> okay we'll be out of here as soon as we can just brushing off the experience as if it won't be as impactful and life-changing as it will turn out to be no you're like, just, when you're fresh in high school you're just like yeah high school is only four years it'll be nothing four years that's the longest four years you're like so long <laughs> so long it's so impactful so life-changing you don't know uh and then on your very first date and he's got a car our song Riding shotgun with hair under the front seat of his car. Yeah, very our song coded. And you're feeling like flying and your mom is waiting up and you're thinking he's the one. Like all of that is very our song. I also, when I go on first dates, I listen to Enchanted. And then sometimes I listen to this song just for that little bit. Aww. Which like overall, I know 15 is not really a cute <laughs> romantic song. But that little piece of like how it feels after you go on a really good first date and you're mm. just like, oh my God, the world is my oyster. Everything <laughs> is possible. Like it's so cute. 
don't know. That when I so go on cute. a really f- good first date, I feel like a little giddy teenager again. That's so cute. Yeah, I... Okay, so my first date was when I was 16, technically. That's when I got asked out for the first time. I think I was 17. It was a co-worker. Never go on a date with a co-worker. Oh, never. Never. We walked around... Uh, is it Corbett's Glen that's like down... I remember this. Yes. Yes. We walked around and talked for like two hours and then we just never talked again. <laughs> I think my first Our date didn't line up. was technically uh, prom because mm. we went, to, I got asked to prom. That was the way that it worked. And you weren't, when you're in high school. I thought you were already dating her before prom. I was, but we didn't do any, like we didn't go out. Oh, that's right. It was like, <laughs> it was very much high school. Like, yeah. And we hung out before we got together. We saw Frozen. <laughs> Frozen then, was in theaters. <laughs> Uh, and just to button that, I saw him like last month. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, I did. He's doing great. That's good. You know where he's moving? Chicago. <laughs> when he's back in Chicago. And I love that for him. And you're dancing around your room when the night ends, which is very enchanted. Very never grow up. Very never grow up. You belong with me. Just that concept we've talked about a few times. Um, and then I just wrote, okay, also this never happened to me. Ha 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 ha. Although my mom did support my endless supply of meaningless crushes. Thanks mom. We stand Sharon. We do stand. She was always so hopeful every time, as was I. (laughs) Uh, go back to the chorus. There's the line that changes when you're 15 and your first kiss makes your head spin round. Um, my first kiss. I'm just imagining an owl. (laughs) We got another meme, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That's so funny, because uh, their heads do a full thing, and then they, but then they have to go back. Sorry, no, it's fine. I'm just thinking a lot about owls. <laughs> I've been, got owls on the mind. Well, I've been reading the Percy Jackson books, and mm. Athena's thing is an owl. So every time an owl is mentioned, I'm just like, they're so fucking weird. <laughs> I don't know what happened to make them evolve to exist, and don't tell me. I don't actually care. But like, I feel like they just—they're just so strange. They just do so much weird shit. They're weird. Have you ever seen one without the feathers? No, and I don't want to. <laughs> don't ever look it up. It's terrifying. Don't do it. Kev's well, doing it. I, well, you can't. Doing it. You can't tell me that she's gonna hate it. No, she's gonna hate it so much. Oh no. <laughs> what? They should not exist. I'm an owl hater now. <laughs> I haven't felt this way since ET. Okay, but there's a resemblance. I do. Between featherless owls and ET. <laughs> Everything I hate just somehow connects back to ET. It's all my childhood trauma. Oh my goodness gracious, that is so funny. <laughs> Oh, all right, so okay. your head spins around on like um, an owl. Why would it like <laughs> like an owl? Well, my note was just that my first kiss did not make my head spin around. Oh, mine, mine. Oh my god, should I tell my messy first kiss? Okay, kiss? let's do it. We're already there. Um, my first kiss. I was a senior in high school. I went mm-hmm. to a homecoming party with some friends, and we were underage drinking in a basement. And my one friend was like, "Oh, my coworker's here," and like. He goes to a different school, but, like, his girlfriend just dumped him, and, like, he's been so mopey about it at work. It's so annoying. And I was like, I'll go make out with him. And then I went and made out with him. Then I came back to my friends, and I was like, that was my first kiss. And they were all like, Cat, what the fuck? And I was just like, I like vodka. <laughs> That's very drunk cat-coated. It's <laughs> Yeah. But also, I remember getting that text message. Cat <laughs> just texted me being like, I just kissed someone. I don't know him. I think his name might have been Evan. (laughs) 
that sounds correct. That's all I got though. Um, yeah. I wrote a song about it. You wrote a lot of songs back then. I did. Yeah. Like every day I wrote a song. Yeah. You wrote a lot. It was impressive. They weren't good for the most part. But some of them were Sarah Gross said that for every song that she writes, she writes four not so amazing ones. That's true. In your life, you'll do things greater than dating the boy on the football team. Womp womp. (laughs) I just wrote, there's more to life than stupid boys, which is a Max Mayfield quote from uh, season three of Stranger Things. I like that you gave a citation. (laughs) (laughs) Citing my source, Max Mayfield. Uh, She's my favorite character. So, you know. Quick things here for the bridge. You know, the bridge. Crossing it together. Uh, when all you wanted was to be wanted. Superstition, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Me. We've already talked about this. All we wanted was to be wanted like that. Even if we pretended like there was more to life than stupid boys. Uh, not to us there wasn't. No. <laughs> we wanted those stupid boys. Oh, my God. <laughs> to notice us so bad. Um, also reminds me of Mirabal. Mm. Uh, wish you could go back and tell yourself what you know now is very back to December, which is on my brain. Because of the back to December of it all. <laughs> I, need, I need people who are watching the uh, video medium to just look at the thing that Kat just did, which was slowly slink onto the couch. I, I didn't want to stand up. My knees were starting to hurt because I'm elderly. So I just slid down. But then the mic was too high and I wanted to say something. So I was like talking up at the mic. Anyways, it was like those videos of where people take a chicken. <laughs> they move the chicken's body and the chicken's head stays in the same place. oh god i'm gonna hate editing this but it's fine it'll be funny i think i hope so because we're like 45 minutes it's fine i'm almost done okay okay back then i swore i was gonna marry him someday but i realized some bigger dreams of mine slay we've (laughs) slay we've talked already uh in midnight rain tis the damn season about this lyric um she talks about it a lot she's like there is more to life than stupid boys and i'm gonna go make a name for myself the only thing they want to see is a one night or a bride. Mm, yup. Uh, and Abigail gave everything she had to a boy who changed his mind. That line has stuck with me ever since I heard it for the first time. Yeah, I think when I first heard it, I didn't understand it because I was like still a kid. But once I understood it, just sitting in it was like, mm-hmm. And maybe it stuck in my head forever because my name is Abigail. <laughs> Fair enough. But just that concept of... Like, trusting someone enough to do that and then having them just be like, LOL, bye. It really does feel like it's everything you have yeah. at the time. For someone just to brush you off and then it's no longer, you're, it's, you're done. Like, how soul-crushing that is. Um, Taylor said that that's the first line that she wrote and then she wrote the song, worked backwards from there. Mm. I love that. It's kind of like what... Because you brought up Sarah Gross, and now Sarah Gross is on the brain. Um, how she said, like, songs should have, like, a thesis statement. Yeah. I feel like this is the thesis statement of 15. I think about what Sarah... I think about that all the time. Yeah. Now. It's such a good. it's such a good mentality it for songwriting. It was great advice. We stand. We do stand. And I've been listening to Deep End a lot, and, like, that's the mental state that I'm in, by the way. It's a great song. <laughs> Go listen if you haven't listened. Um, and we both cried. This is... Where I get back to that surprise song at Nashville, Abigail was there, and Taylor sang that line, and we both cried, and then she said, and that's okay. Yeah. What a special moment. That's so, like, the, because I remember once I had a friend who got broken up with, 
and like her boyfriend broke up with her and she came and like sat next to me and just burst into tears and just like cried Mm -hmm. for like 45 minutes yeah and like that's that's girlhood it's just your friend gets dumped and you watch shitty breakup movies um and cry together that's when i had my first big breakup i watched uh someone great with our Mm. friend bailey and also Midsummer. Midsummer, great breakup movie. <laughs> That's more of an anger stage. In a sadness stage, someone great is the is the move. That's true. Um, it's crazy that I didn't make this connection before, but in New Girl, uh, Jess, the main character, is going through a breakup, and there's a part where she's listening to 22 by Taylor Swift, and she's crying with a glass of wine. And her that's, that's how I'm trying to be. <laughs> yeah, her roommate comes out and tries to cheer her up. And she's like, I just want to listen to Taylor Swift and cry. Sometimes you got to cry. Uh, when you're 15, don't forget to look before you fall. Um, don't fall into me. Oh, your uh, song references this episode are just constant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a jukebox, baby. <laughs> and I love that for you. Um, he's like, please fucking stop. <laughs> I'm just trying to get through my notes, man. <laughs> All right. So she's saying this is a cautionary tale as if these formative, necessary, and inevitable experiences can be prevented. But they can't. They can't. Unfortunately, you are just going to learn these hard lessons and it's going to suck. And slight variations of each other. And slight variations. Um, but I've found time can heal most anything. I love that line. Um, I actually have a sticker that says that. Mm. And I I do love that concept because I think you have to grieve and you have to give it that time. And eventually things will get easier. Yeah. But you just might find who you're supposed to be. I didn't know who I was supposed to be at 15. Who does? Nobody. Nobody. I got um, chills. I just I love that line. Like, yeah, because also the like concept of you know you know kind of like what you want out of life when you're 15, but you don't know like what you're really supposed to be. Like, you really don't. It's not that you don't understand the world. It's just that you don't understand your place in it just yet. Mm. Your place in this world, if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was trying to stop making song references because you yelled at. Me. You yelled. That's that's Abby's version of yelling at me is like making us a slightly offhanded comment and me internalizing it deeply. So you can only imagine the things I wrote in that journal entry where I was just like, I can't believe they kissed. My discussion question. What do you wish you could tell your 15-year-old self? Hmm. I'm trying to think if I want to do like a serious or like a little funny one. <laughs> So I feel like on a like more serious note, it's just like you have time. It's going to be okay because mm. everything felt so like of the moment. Got to make decisions right now. Everything's so intense all the time. It's like it's it's not that it feels that intense, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Also, go to therapy, please. <laughs> therapy is important. Uh, you know, I don't know if I would have told her anything. I I. I want to be just go the it gets better route because it does. But also like eight years of my life were very, very difficult. Yeah. As I was figuring out who I was, I didn't really do that until I was 24 years old. <laughs> like it took a while. Um, so just like telling her to just like be patient and you will, you will get on the other side of this. It's going to be really hard, but you will. <laughs> and here we are on the other side. Our friendship is going to turn 21 
in September. In September. Trigger warning. I went by Kathy in high school. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe you did that. That's the most embarrassing thing. I started going by Kathy at seven years old. Imagine calling a seven-year-old Kathy. I was in the (laughs) second grade. And I was like, Catherine is too long. Too and I many don't letters. Wanna... It's nine letters. To be fair, that is a lot of letters. It's a lot of letters. And I was not good at writing all of them. I went by Abby because Abigail is also, I was like, it's too many. That's too much. That's too much. Abby is three letters. That's about all my little kid brain could handle. That's it still enough. is. That's why no one calls me Abigail except for our ex. <laughs> of course he does. It's a bit. And now. 22. Let me get my notarinos up. <laughs> what's the fucking owl? What's still up? I have to close out of the tab. I have to close out of the tab. So did I. Fucking jump scare. Editor Abby, if you want to replay the clip that of Cat going, Oh no. <laughs> what the fuck is that? The best part is that was like a genuine reaction. That was not like I was not playing it up for the camera. It's I really horrifying. If you haven't seen that, no, seriously, Don't. it's horrifying. <laughs> um, so 22, I, I wanted to start by touching on my surprise or my surprise song. My hint song was Heaven and Hiding by Halsey, which thematically is not relevant at all. But it was also prominently featured on my 22nd birthday party playlist, which mm. is why I chose that as my hint song. Um, nobody could have gotten that unless you were at my 22nd birthday party, <laughs> which is only like I don't uh, even think I was there. You weren't there because we were in college <laughs> right. and it was in New Paltz. Yeah. Um, so this song is a uh, track number that I forgot to write down. I knew I would forget something in my notes. Let's see. Someone did reach out it's and say. It's track six oh. on Red. Nice. Someone did reach out and say they liked our hint songs. They did. So now we're. We'll keep going. We're energized. <laughs> we're hint songing it up. Um, so this song comes after All Too Well on Red and Red Taylor's version. Which is fitting, considering wow. it's supposed to be fun turning 21. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. Yeah, I suppose. She really likes to do like a little pick-me-up after track five a lot of times. That's true. That's true. Like, nobody, no crime after Tolerate It. Yeah, that's also a shift. So this song was written by Taylor, Max Martin, and Shellback. Which is a producer, He that's like his stage name. And I was like, that's not a real name. And it's not. Um, <laughs> so if you were also thinking that, mood. Um, this peaked at number 20 on the Billboard Hot 200. Which is wild that it wasn't higher than that. But whatever. I don't know. Um, and this song is famously about Taylor's 22nd birthday party which was just like a huge house party and she just had all these friends over and they're like spilling out onto the balcony and just like having fun. And it was just a really good birthday. And um, she talked about that like during Red Era. And now during the Red TV era, finding out that like her 21st birthday is what the moment I knew is about. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's um, a big old, it's a big old ouchie. It makes the song more ouchie. It makes the song more ouchy and it's a bop it of a song it just makes the song a little bit ouchy it was not ouchy before no th- yeah that's the thing uh, that's a little bit of ouch it's definitely just like oh <laughs> and so she when red came out she did an interview with the daily beast and talked about 22 
having written a song called 15 about how much I learned at age 15 and how that was a really heavy year for me. I learned a lot of lessons the hard way and it was a vulnerable age. And 22 is a vulnerable age, but you're a little more brave. You're a little more ready to take risks and live with the consequences. To me, the song 22 has a more carefree background to it because 22 is much more carefree for me than 15 was. Yeah. It's yeah that I that quote was on Genius and then like I went to the article and I was like oh my god she connected them herself we don't have to do any any work she did it I love how we covered Never Grow Up and now this episode is literally us growing up Christmas high five <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> I rewatched the music video today to like prepare for this um. It was shot in Malibu, California. It features her and her friends having like a little house party. Um, my notes include, holy jump cuts, Batman. <laughs> and it's so aggressively 2013. It's got like yes. a filter. It's got like a crop thing that's like supposed to look like a vintage camera. She looks so like she's got her hipster glasses on. I mean, she literally says hipster in the song. Um, and she yeah. also has her iconic outfit that she Whereas for the Eras Tour, not a lot going on at the moment, um, which has, you know, the variations of, like, who's Taylor Swift. Anyways, ew, the different versions for the Eras Tour, love them. I feel like that's one of the most common outfits at the Eras Tour, yeah. which is great because it's so fun and so easy and, like, comfortable to wear. It's very iconic. And you're so right. That is the most 2013. Like, that, this defines 2013. It also reminds me of Vine because there was one Vine of literally Dan Howell, who is Dan is not on fire, a YouTuber, of him turning 22 and just dead staring into the camera with this song playing in the background. <laughs> That's so real. <laughs> and another thing that I rewatched the music video reminded me of was that this music video came out shortly after um, the Haler breakup, Harry and Taylor breakup. Mm. And on the beach scene, the outfit that she's wearing is very similar to an outfit that Harry Styles was like papped in and like the pictures were all over like Tumblr, everything. And I was in the One Direction fandom at this time. Um, and like, I remember when this music video came out and everyone was like, oh my God, she's literally dressed like Harry Styles in her music video. And there was like side by side comparison posts. Um, I don't know if it was intentional or if it was just, she was dressed like a hipster. I mean, she's wearing like a beanie and a Henley. But, like, the colorways were similar. Anyways, that was some 2013 controversy for you. <laughs> Times were simpler. And also, like, the, the music video kind of feels like a 1989 precursor, like, yes. Easter egg for her, like, girl boss group. Absolutely. The squad, the girl boss squad, whatever they were called. <laughs> and then the end of the music video was just her jumping in the pool and nobody else, which, to me, like, felt strange. But I guess that's what it's like being 22. You know who else had a music video around the same time that involved a pool was Miley Cyrus, We Can't Stop. I was so obsessed with that song because I uh, like girls. And <laughs> I was going to say, it's, it's kind of like how I kept watching the Fergalicious Galicious music video yeah. to learn the dance. I was doing air quotes. There's no dance. It's just Fergie rubbing cake on herself. Which I feel like that's also in the We Can't Stop video. It's just, yeah, no, it's it's crazy. It's a wild music video that I liked because uh, when she's in the when she's in the pool, just her eyes are like glistening and her hair looks great. And I was and her lips were very red. I'm gonna stop talking. <laughs> Gay rights. Um, so this song was on the set list for the Red Tour, and it's currently on the set list for the Eras Tour. Um, it was also a surprise song thrice on the rep tour in Chicago, 
Foxborough, Massachusetts, and Sydney. <gasps> Which is funny because when we're recording this, she's performing there this weekend. And when you're listening, it's after that. Um, <laughs> time, time, time. <laughs> um, in terms of my personal connections, for my 22nd birthday, I threw a birthday party. I was a senior in college. And I was living in this house with six other people. We all had our own rooms, but it was chaotic and awful. And I don't speak to anybody that I lived with anymore on purpose. <laughs> um, and I threw this party and then I was in a band with some of my housemates. And then I left the band at like the beginning of our lease because I was like, actually, I don't like this anymore. Um, so they booked a gig for the night of my party after I had scheduled my party t- so that they were gone, um, which was like five of the people that I invited to my party were in the band and like went to that instead. And then my other roommates went with them cause they sucked. Um, but it was still a fun night and I had my playlist. I, instead of hitting shuffle, I made sure to order it in like a shuffled order, but I put 22 on the playlist every hour on the hour approximately. Like I literally went through and listened and was like, okay, where's like an hour in that- and I put, Taylor Swift 22 every single time. That is iconic. I love throwing a good little party. It was a great party. It was, the, it was. the theme was dress as your idol, but sexy. <laughs> so it was like, I dress as Ophelia. So I was wearing, um, you can imagine. Don't actually don't. <laughs> Anyways, Kat said no heart. <laughs> um, but also what a time being 22 was. Mm. <laughs> Uh, I also got to move out of that place when I was 22, which was great because I hated those guys. I listened to this song so much that year. Same. When I was 22. I like to listen to it ironically when I was 22. Like when I was having like a Menti B, I'd be like, let me put this on. And then like Snapchat <laughs> people crying because like oh, that's yeah. so funny. That is. I, I think I had it as my alarm or my, <laughs> my ringtone that year and only that year. As you should. I'm not ironic enough to leave it there. That's fair. Overall, the song, this is just how it feels to be 22. It's chaos, and you're there, and mm. they're there, and everybody's there. That's true. That's correct. It feels like a perfect night to dress up like hipsters. It's so 2012 silly girl moment. Mustache on the index figure. Fin- <laughs> I wish I could talk. <laughs> it's so 2012 silly girl moment. The mustache on the index figure that people used. To- I still fucking said finger wrong. <laughs> No, but I know what you're talking about. It was like LOL Roar, you know? Roar XD. The, yes. Quirky, silly girl. Rage not like comics. other girls. Yep. Yep. It's, it, it, let's be silly and let's dress up like hipsters. Like, I'm sure we did that. Oh, absolutely we did. And make fun of our exes. Um, mood. That's what exes are for. <laughs> Bits. <laughs> yeah. If If there isn't a bit, then like... If there isn't a bit, then there's trauma. <laughs> and if the tr- if there's trauma, you can make a bit. So there's always a bit. <laughs> the two stages of a breakup are trauma and like make it a bit. I can't. I have no comment. You're not going to endorse that as a psychological semi-professional? I can't endorse it. I can't. I can. As a tortured poet. But um, bum Wait. Ugh. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I got there in the end. You did. Um, it feels like the perfect night for breakfast at midnight. Midnight breakfast, going to like a diner with your friends. Mm. 
fucking slaps. I used to love that. There's a 24 hour diner in New Paltz where I went to college and like during finals and stuff when everybody's brains were just completely fried. Like there's gotta be the one person that's just like, who fucking wants pancakes right now? And everybody would be like, pancakes. And then we'd be able to think of nothing but the pancakes. And we'd go mm-hmm. get pancakes and then go back and be like, we're going to keep studying. And then we would just be like sugar high in the library. Listen, I will eat pancakes anytime. But I will say that breakfast at midnight hits different. I love a good midnight cereal. I think cereal is best mm, at midnight. That's true. We also had a 24-hour diner by our college. And I never went my entire college experience until February of 2020 when I was a senior when I told someone that. And they said, well, we got to go. So we went at like 2 a.m. As you should. It's 2 a.m. Feeling like I'm going to have a pancake with my friends. I did get pancakes. <laughs> I know you guys you were wondering. Should. So. Um, and then also it feels like the perfect night to fall in love with strangers, just like me for real. We talked about this with uh, I oh, Can yeah. See You a oh, whole bunch. A running theme. <laughs> Falling in love with strangers. It's a mood. Or the, uh, the Solvang woman. <laughs> the Solvang girl. Still think about her. Don't know her name. <laughs> Could not even picture. We're happy, free, confused, and lonely at the same time. Mm. T- fucking true. Yeah. That's exactly what being 22 is. Like, uh-huh. I remember when this first came out and I was listening to it, I'd be like, that's so stupid. Like, you can't feel all those things at once. Just because you have the emotional range of a teaspoon, 15-year-old cat. (laughs) There's a line from Buffy uh, where Giles says, you have the emotional maturity of a blueberry scone. (laughs) That was was me when I first listened to the song. And I was like, it's a bop, but you can't feel all those emotions. And then I was 22 and I was like, yeah, you know what? I am happy, free, confused, lonely at the same time. Absolutely. It's miserable and magical. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's just so funny. I feel like maybe instead of hanging stuff up, we just get like a mural here that just says miserable and magical. <laughs> Ooh, le- merch idea. Merch idea. Miserable and magical. Tonight's the night when we forget about the deadlines. Me every day because ADHD. Uh, <laughs> mood. I have to write so many reminders for myself all the time. Oh, yeah. Because otherwise it's just gone. Like, sometimes people will be like, oh, my God, you're so organized. I'm like, if I wasn't this organized, I would get nothing done. Oh, yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. Just kidding. My my knees don't feel 22. Um, But also, like, <laughs> we love a mid-party vibe check. Like, I don't know about you, <laughs> but I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. This is a pretty good party. I'm feeling 22. Imagine she's the first person at the party that turned 22. This is just her rubbing it in everybody's faces. She is like an early birthday. It's like, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but like, <laughs> I remember it's supposed to be fun turning 21, but uh, <laughs> I don't know about you. <laughs> um, everything will be all right if you keep me next to you. And like, I know that the next line is like implying that there's like a flirty thing going on, but I like this line before that because. Up until this point, she's just been talking about, like, hanging out with her friends. Yeah. And it's just, like, like everything will be all right. It's like, that I got is my friends. I got my girls. So friendship coded. It's so friendship coded. Yeah. Um, You don't know about me, but I bet you want to. Okay, Taylor, get it. I can see you. That's I can see you. That's very I can see you coded. Everything will be all right if we just keep dancing like we're 22. It's very like Shake It Off by Florence and the Machine coded. Mm. Also, it's hard to dance with the devil <laughs> on your chest, so shake it off. It's like uh, everything will be all right if we just keep dancing. Like if I'm dance, if I if I ever keep myself in perpetual motion, I will not die. <laughs> That's so real. 
if I keep doing more things and keeping myself busy, then I don't have to process my emotions. That's, I mean, we've all been there. We're, we're all there right now, right? I'm, I'm there. I'm there. Here I am. Um. Anyways, 22, ooh, ooh. Mm-hmm. 22, ooh, ooh. Right. Um, it seems like one of those nights. So the first time it was feels like one of those nights. Now it seems like one of those nights. Mm. So before it was like she had a feeling, she had a vibe. But now it's seemingly coming true. Wow. The night is just everything she envisioned. Um, but also it seems like one of those nights where this place is too crowded. Me anywhere. <laughs> if I get mildly overstimulated, I'm like, there's so many people here and I'm going to die. Mm. Um, concerts with me are so fun. <laughs> I've been to many concerts with you and honestly, they are fun. Don't say I, that I only yourself. get overstimulated at like really bad GA shows. Yeah. Yeah. When people are like, if like, if I have strangers touching me for like hours straight, I'm like ready to punch someone. I don't. Mm-hmm. I have never done a violence. <laughs> But I feel prepared to do a violence. <laughs> that I don't think I've ever heard a quote that represents you more. <laughs> I've never gotten in a fight, but if I did, I would win. <laughs> Probably. I've never gotten in a fight, but I'm always ready. <laughs> exactly. I'm an Aries. It's almost my birthday. Um, too many cool kids. Who's Taylor Swift anyways? I, like... When the song came out, obviously Taylor was popular. And so, like, it was weird if you didn't know, like, this song. Like, that was, mm-hmm. you, were, you know, under a rock or something. But at the same time, it wasn't, like, really cool to be obsessed with Taylor Swift. And then I was thinking about it, and I was like, it wasn't cool to be obsessed with anything. No. Like, the only thing that was cool was being, like, a fucking piece of white bread with lipstick on. Yeah. Ugh. I'm so glad that I was not popular. <laughs> also, is she saying there's too many cool kids at her own party that she threw? I can't tell because I feel like she's kind of like maybe she's mocking other parties like it seems like one of those nights this place is too crowded there's too many cool kids here you know no I don't you know when you're at a really good party and you're like I'm so glad that this party isn't like that other party that we went to that sucked okay I maybe that's what she's going for there sure it's my best guesstimate it seems like one of those nights we ditched the whole scene and end up dreaming instead of sleeping. So I love that. I fucking love that line. Yeah. Because, like, there's nothing better than being at a party that kind of sucks with your friends. And then you all just, like, leave and go wander around. Maybe go to a 24-hour diner. <laughs> and, like, just talk about your lives and your dreams instead of being at a party. Mm-hmm. It's great. And then the pre-chorus changes slightly so we're happy free confused and lonely in the best way so she's like in case you didn't get it before like this is a good thing we're happy about this oh no that's the camera's dying okay it is tonight's the night we forget about the heartbreaks we love a little letting go moment like we love a night that's so fun and so good that it literally heals your heart also it's giving witchcraft a little bit Mm. that's true little witchcraft is a treat little witchcraft that's a treat for your 22nd birthday um and then the chorus choruses again and then there's a post chorus at this point that just kind of repeats a lot of verse two but then you look like bad news i gotta have you and i just wrote no bad taylor stop it 
Spray. Spray with a water bottle. Okay, but I've been there. I know. Bad. (laughs) I know. And everyone's always like, don't do it. And And I'm like, put in parentheses, this is a self call out. (laughs) Um, But also this connects to, I knew you were trouble. Mm. You look like bad news. Gotta have you. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also wildest dreams. He's so bad, but he does it so well. Mm. Um, And that was my last little notarino. Wow. So my discussion questione, what was the highlight of being 22? I can I can go first while you're thinking. Do it. Camera dying. Yep. Um, graduating college and moving out of mm-hmm. the shittiest place I've ever lived. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I had highlight. <laughs> I can't really remember 22 if I'm honest. That's you visited Newport. Uh, oh yeah, that oh, was wait. nice. And then oh, I wait, had. Were we 21? I don't know, but okay. So when I was 22, I was an RA, and I remember um, my co-RA. We were really great friends, and so we just visit each other and and have like little RA shenanigans. And oh. there was a restaurant that took our money that we got as RAs, so we would mm. literally go to the restaurant and then buy like everything. I'm at the restaurant. It was delicious. Spending my RA money. <laughs> Very fun memories. And that's that's 22. That's 22. Wow, we did a lot of reminiscing today. We went all over the map. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at SwiftLorePod. And on TikTok at SwiftLorePod. And we got to do hint songs. My hint song is uh, Unfaithful by Rihanna. Uh, my hint song is uh, Agony from the hit musical Into the Woods. <laughs> <laughs> and on that great <laughs> note, next week is going to be so fun. So much fun. All right, bye guys. Wow. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Did you become the owl? I'm trying to knock them off the planet. I, I'm coming for you, owls. As soon as I can fucking turn my head around, you're out. <laughs>